Welcome to Chai Time with Mom, Sita. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you, Prisa? Good, good. So, first of all, our listeners, I know it's been a while. We've been busy with, uh, you know, I've been traveling. Sita's kids have spring break. Sarah's been busy overall as well. Sorry for the delay in our episodes, but today's episode is going to be really interesting and I think something that everyone can relate to. So, looking forward to having this great discussion with Sita on that. But overall, Sita, how have you been doing? Yeah, just hanging in there, you know. The anytime I go out is it feels like I I get hit with all kinds of germs. So, um, quarantining for 2 years have really taken a toll on my body. <laughs> so I'm going to lay low and just do some more chai time. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to I'm going to send some nice healthy vibes your way. Yeah, hopefully you know you feel better and you know you're back you know, to your regular self and um yeah, I hope you feel better. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's dive into our topic of discussion today, Mom. So just a little background on this topic. So Mira and I, you know, we've been part of this US corporate culture for years, and uh, we thought that you know, DEIB is you know, the initiative is something really new um, in the workplace. And today's episode is kind of dedicated to our thoughts about that. So for all of you that may not know. Uh, DEIB stands for Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. It is very important for overall the workplace morale and you know business. And a lot of companies now are taking initiatives to add that in the work culture. So we're going to just discuss of you know overall what it means, where it is now in the workplace, our experiences when we work you know overall in corporate America. and where ideally you know see i think that you know it should uh, be and where you know the corporation should take it and this is something which is fairly new i would say probably in the last few years a lot of people may have seen and uh, you know hr advertises it a lot there are a lot of articles out you know in harvard business review and fortune 500 articles about it a lot of people are discussing it at the workplace there's been a lot of initiatives you know about you know how do we include that in hiring in um uh, overall workplace culture so you know i think this is a really important topic to discuss yeah it really is i mean i know that i've been in the workforce for over 20 years now and um looking back i feel like i've faced some of this stuff in my previous employer but in the last 10 years they've created a whole organization just for this to include diversity and have employees feel belong that they belong there it, it was a huge huge thing in the in our workplace and the thing is when you when an employer realizes that they need to have an organization specifically for this they're they're not doing what they need to do so it was a it, it was a big deal and i think it's going to take another decade or two to actually have some stuff make change into the workplace i i quit that i left that place and i think i don't think i would ever go back to that place and they need some major major changes before a, a turnaround can happen so and you felt that you know although there's a lot of talk about oh dib but you felt like you know there wasn't much diversity you didn't feel included you didn't feel like you belonged in that workplace is that yeah no um so so let's talk about uh, my my overall various jobs that i've had mm-hmm. so uh, my very first job i used to be um 
uh, in the public uh, you know uh, education system and i actually liked that job it wasn't i felt belonged but i i, I was the minority there there wasn't much diversity but they didn't exclude me i mean i didn't really have that many friends over there but they were all very congenial nice to get along with no issues you know um and you feel safe i mean it was a really good um you know place that i was at then i shifted to another um uh, sector and that was more of a private federal sector and um the the first the second job that i had was fine it was still you know not as much diverse um me i feel like i was like the 5% diversity there um and then the third place that i was which was the longest i was at um i can't name it but it was a horrible place it was just it just got worse and worse and i'm like oh man this is not the right track i'm going in but um they they needed a a, a major change in the system um it was like the good old boys network you know mm. if, oh yeah you know they know who to hire they you know if you look like them they would hire you versus qualifications or you know it, and i don't think they mean to do that but it just happens subconsciously and yes. yeah and god forbid if you try to change that work environment oh you are you're throwing it to the bottom of the barrel like they they resist any kind of change so that's a huge problem in companies and that's why they need diversity and you know equity they need to f- include people of different backgrounds because they have different viewpoints that can only increase your you know organization your employment uh, the company that you work for so not by not having that they're stuck in this you know uh, a cycle <laughs> yeah. yeah like so when they don't have diversity they don't have new ideas they don't have ways to improve their work processes i mean this is supposed to be a high tech facility and they're running like software from 10 years ago um or they're still operating on excel because they refuse to change their ways people refuse to adapt and it was just a really really bad place to work for yeah i i i you know chime in and give my examples here for my work so interestingly i think i have you know good workplaces and then terrible workplaces so mm-hmm. an example of first i'll start with the good workplace for example so a good workplace where i think i was kind of like the only south asian woman working um and my manager you know he was this you know white guy and uh and the entire team i would say was pretty much you know white but what made it a good workplace was that they kind of liked the fact that i was diverse so when you would have team meetings you know they would like to you know feel like okay share something from your diverse background experiences you know what are we not thinking out of the box what are you know what is going on here help us you know figure it out so i felt like they went an extra mile to make sure that i don't feel like oh my god it's a team of all majority white men right so they mm-hmm. felt like you know i felt like they worked harder to you know include me that okay you know what let's make sure that you know she feels like she's included uh, she's representative mm-hmm. and that you know she's sharing her ideas and that was a wonderful workplace like i felt like you know they although you know i was like the only you know female as there's one more person there and all of them you know especially in my field in marketing sadly mm-hmm. it's it's a white oriented field and a male white oriented field as well you know well like, oh you know God, i, I Yeah I I feel the same way cuz I'm in the technology field and mm-hmm. I was pretty much the tech female out there. And mm-hmm. in fact in 
majority of my workplaces that I've been there, there's not that many tech male, you know, in my organization either. So I was, I had like a triple whammy. I was South Asian, <laughs> I was tech, and I was a female. And so I had a triple whammy going on for me. There's nothing I could do to change anybody's mind, no matter how hard I tried. I feel no, no, I, so, no, so I'll come to another example, which is a sad example, because here I had, I was surrounded by, you know, all men, white men, but it was a nice environment. I felt like they understood me more as a woman. They understood more that, you know, I'm a full-time mom. There are certain hours that I can work, certain hours I cannot. They were much more interested to know about my background, my ideas. Nice. Um, you know, so it was a great environment. But on the other hand, which I kind of felt sad was, you know, another work place where I, you know, worked, which was kind of like, you know, balanced. The majority were white, um, not really South Asian, but a mix of, you know, both genders. So there I felt like, you know, it was more like the spotlight was more on me, like, oh my God, you know what? Uh, that you know more discrimination on oh my god she's you know south asian more discrimination like oh my god like you know she's a mom so maybe she cannot give all those hours and uh, the part was mm. here the managers that i you know that were you know i was working for were women so mm-hmm. what made me more sad was that you know when i compared and i look around me i feel like you know that you know a woman manager who probably has gone through all this, you know, that she's not experienced gender equity. Yeah. She's fighting for her pay equity. She probably was also, you know, a mom, you know, she's fighting for her own work-life balance. That when she finally made it up there, you know, the top of the ladder and broke that glass ceiling, she's mm-hmm. a very difficult manager to pave way for other people like me. You know, like, you know, she would yeah. you know, be like, okay, you know, I'm punishing you for being, you know, South Asian, I'm punishing you for being a mom, I'm punishing you for expressing your ideas. You know, it's my way or the highway. So it's just kind of sad. Like I felt like, you know, I think in this DIB, um, it's not just about men giving rights to women. It's also women who have made it, have shattered difficult. the glass ceiling, should for not make it difficult for other women. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I actually, now that you mentioned it, I, uh, I'm uh, recollecting my memories of my pre- former work and I faced very similar discrimination as being a minority, female minority. Yeah. Um, a mom, a discrimination against mom. So, uh, you know, I just had the twins. I went back after three months full time. And we have a, we have something called the work, uh, flexible work hours. Mm-hmm. So as long as you make your 40 hours, you don't, you're not like obligated to show up at a certain time and leave at a certain time within that work week. So you can come in one day at nine and leave at five. The other time you can do eight and four. You see, oh, okay. yeah. So it was a work, uh, flexible workplace. Apparently, that's what they call it. But is it really? The things that I'll tell you, what I just faced, you will realize that it's not. So my supervisor's supervisor, there was a there was a position that opened up, and I was like, hey, I would really like to play for this. You know, this fits right at my, you know, my alley. It's on my alley, so I would really like to apply for it. Now, this is boss's boss, and they're both females, okay? Mm-hmm. She tells me, so how are you going to go to, like, um, you know, a different workplace, which is in D.C., like uh, Washington, D.C., so, and I'm in, you know, Maryland. So with your kids um, oh. and the times that you show up at work, how are you going to make the effort? How are you going to make to that place? Like, we just don't see it. And I'm like... First of all, it's not your job to see it because I can do what I I wouldn't have applied for this position knowing that I can't make that kind of commitment. 
Yeah. And like, there's no way I'm going to say, let, let me just make a four hour commute while I have my kids at home and apply for this. Like, I would take all that into consideration if that was the case, you know, like if I couldn't do it, I would never even ask you for it. I mean, that, so, and it's not a, it's just an hour commute and I can make that. I can make the arrangements with my husband, my family, and you know, it's, it's doable for me. So, I, and this was a great opportunity. So I'm applying for it. No, they would not let me do it. They, and I was just appalled at I'm like, wow. So being a mom and, you know, like, this is crazy. It's totally against you. There's no way these people are ever going to advance me or promote me in this workplace. It, yes. It's I insane. Have, yeah. I have dealt with that as well, that I felt like, you know, that uh, let's keep the minority part or the woman part on the side. I think that even as moms, I think we are punished. Yeah. I think that's a major thing yes. even I faced. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like a fourth whammy on me. Like, oh, yeah. like wow, yeah. great. Yeah. The whammies yeah. just keep adding up. You know? Yeah, which is so unfair because it's like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I completely, you know, understand and agree with you. I face that as well. Then you're like, oh, she's a mom. So that means she won't be able to travel. And this position requires, yeah. you know, certain level exactly. of travel. Or they'll be like, oh my God, she's a mom. She won't be able to attend conferences or, yes. you know, she can, um, you know, no need, you know, promotions or anything. So it's like, you know, you're even punished on that. And yeah, and the sad, sad part yeah. is, like, I was doing, like, three people, like, I'm as fast as three people's job. Like, mm-hmm. I was outputting, like, three people's stuff that in a day. So, like, they don't see any of that. Your output yeah. counts nothing. It's, yeah. it's what they see on the surface is what what they get, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, and in all my years of experience, every time that I've been disappointed with an organization, or a position or the work culture or felt that, you know, I'm not, I'm being excluded, um, I'm, you know, suffering. It mm-hmm. has been, sadly in my case, the manager has been a female. I've had wonderful male colleagues, I have wonderful managers who were men who somehow seem to understand, you know, the situation better and say, oh, great, you know what, yep, you can leave it for, you have to go to your kid's soccer game, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, great, oh, yep, okay, no problem, you know what, why didn't you, you know, come in, you know, let, or, or has, you know, not reprimanded me for being a mom, um, yeah. you know, has, you know, I've gotten good, you know, bonuses, I've gotten good performance reviews, I've gotten promotions, I've gotten the opportunity to progress and learn, and a fair and equal access to, like, learning and development opportunities by managers who were men, but sadly, um, not managers who were women. So I felt like I was always punished by a woman manager mm-hmm. who's probably gone through similar stuff. So, which I think needs to change. I think like, you know, we talk a lot about, oh my God, equity and men giving, you know, equal rights to women and we need all this DIB and then, you know, all that. But, but what about, you know, I think it's high time that, you know, women executives also mentor and stand up for, you know, women that are down the ladder. We have to support women and bring them up the ladder. I mean, to be very honest, I have been in the position when I have quit a job because my woman manager was terrible and I felt Ugh. like you know I was not appreciated you know they, she didn't embrace diversity she, it wasn't you know I didn't feel like I belonged there um, my ideas were not accepted I was punished for being a mom and you know so I just think you know it's kind of sad and I think when we talk about this entire DIB conversation it shouldn't just be all oh, you know gender versus it should also include that yes women also need to you know, have the DIB initiatives for other women. Yeah, no, definitely. And I felt like there was this one, one leader, woman leader that I've just been like really appreciative of. 
and she unfortunately she was there only for a few months but i felt like she would have changed a whole, like a whole lot of things because the three months that she was there she was so inclusive of other females moms and she was so supportive and she's like you have any issues just come to me i'll fix it and we've we've been to her and she's helped us so i felt like you know in three months they pulled her out to another organization like a whole different you know uh, place um same company but a different place but And, and we were like, no, why? Why the one, the one person that was making a change, you you took her out. Like, why? And then he went back to, you know, of course, square one. Mm-hmm. Same same stuff. The leadership was just bad quality leadership. That's that's how I look at it. No, that is terrible. I just heard, let's go over a um, couple of facts uh, with our sure. audience because I just felt like maybe a lot of people they don't know. what uh, DEIB means for organizations. So sure. diversity. So by when we talk about diversity, it means, you know, what each individual brings to the workplace. That includes their nationality, their race, age, gender, sexual orientation, or mental, physical abilities. So that means that, you know, we need to diversity. It means that, you know, the company is embracing no matter what your age is, there's no ageism, there is no racism, um, you know, it's LGBTQ, initiatives it is also you know overall your uh, mental physical ability uh, accommodations and so that includes diversity and employees from diverse backgrounds and experiences research states adds uh, to the productivity of you know corporations and about 72% of employees want to work for a company that is diverse because it means diversity means that you know employees feel like you know they are being recognized for the unique contribution mm-hmm. everybody uh, embraces you know everybody there's no racism everybody's on an equal footing and you know and their their opinions are valued their voices their opinions are, are valued and then and then people most people just want to be heard and valued like if you go in a meeting and you they ask for your feedback and you give it i mean they don't have to take your idea and run with it but they allow you to speak your mind not put you down right on the spot or you know or say your idea is dumb we don't you know we don't value it they you know people they just want to be heard in meetings but like, hey i don't mind if you don't take my ideas that's fine but let's thank you for listening you know yes. that's yes. that's what they're looking for and when you feel like you belong it's like you're allowed to speak your mind you're allowed to provide your um input into whatever project is going on or whatever they're trying to change or whatever Yes. Yep. So which leads us to the equity. So equity is defined as fair treatment. Um, everybody's yeah. treated equally, and that means equally uh, when it comes to you know performance reviews or um, you know the work culture um, and what you and I discuss. Equal opportunity for advancement. You know, and learning yeah. and development. You cannot be oh no, you're a mom, so maybe you're not good for this position. Equal opportunity, right. equal access to everything in the company. Yeah. Which, you know. which also includes pay equity which we're still you know fighting on because oh. men still earn more than women um, Absolutely. that's another topic altogether but that also includes that as well that there should be yes. pay parity as well uh inclusion inclusion in the workplace means that again what you said employee feels that they're welcome they're heard their ideas are respected mm-hmm. um everybody listens to them they're valued um you know they feel like they belong and yeah. it's it's a, it's a good feeling i mean when you go to work especially if it's on site you do want to be around pleasant people people yeah. you know who are nice and you can get along well with them and managers and collaborate and coordinate you know you want to be included in everything yeah so 
which is really important another important definition of inclusion is that people should have a strong sense of like you know physical and psychological safety as well like nobody yeah. should feel like they're harassed or you know anybody's making any racist comments or sexist comments or any sexual advances you know mm-hmm. that also is included in this inclusion yeah. um yeah interestingly mira i also read an article that said that a lot of companies when they include this inclusion it means also a lot of rights for women you know uh, even men actually now with their um, flexible work options their paternity maternity leaves um, mm. you know maybe providing nursing rooms for new parents employee resource group when they you know celebrate all these diverse holidays Diwali Ramadan Christmas so a lot of companies are doing a lot of initiatives to make sure that you know everybody feels included and then the last is belonging so which is a new thing added initially was DEI and now they've added DEIB where mm-hmm. it means that you know again it's kind of connects with the inclusion and diverse aspects yes. you know yeah when you have diversity equity and inclusion in a workplace mm-hmm. it's it, it all of them is connects to make you feel like you belong there so it, like all three of them are really important to make you feel hey you know what um I have people who are who look like me here, who think like me here, who hears me, you know, who values my opinion. So it makes me makes you feel like hey, I'm really happy here. I like to be here and I, you know, I'm free to provide my opinions even if it goes nowhere. You know, so they and I think belonging you actually I think you made a really interesting point that belonging, the sense of belonging will only come when you do have the three stop three like if a company is diverse yeah. there is equity there is inclusion then you will feel like you belong there it's the, yeah. you know the right company the right environment for you so i think that's really important it's you know. yeah but like i said in my first job you know i i was like the minority there like there wasn't any other asian female out there or like male and while the workplace was great i it wasn't really me being belonged there like i didn't have anybody else to be like hey you know i can talk to you about certain topics that relate to me you know my culture or whatever and it's but it was it was still a great place just not where i belonged mm-hmm. if that makes sense but yeah, it's like i mean i'm not going to name the company but sure some of my friends and you know and relatives worked in companies that are actually quite amazing at dib like they would have like the Bali events for employees they will have like you know Ramadan events they will have like it's an Asian heritage month they will contact all the Asians in the company take a group picture if mm-hmm. it's like you know women's month they will be like okay everybody you know we're going to have these events and these webinars they really tap into you know these different diverse groups to make them feel like they're you know they belong there um they also work a lot on the employee experience and the culture so that you know people feel like oh my god you know what it's like you know it's like my second home everybody likes me they respect me there's empathy there's kindness uh, i'm included in everything my ideas are respected i'm bringing a change in the company so you know i do see a lot of companies around me where a lot of my relatives and friends work which are not just talking the talk that oh my god dib but are actually you know making substantial changes hmm. so which is really important Yeah, that is. Yeah, another thing I would like to mention is in marketing uh many times for many different companies, I have actually worked on writing what DIB policies of companies will be, how should we market it internally, you know, through internal communications or externally. Oh, 
And sometimes, to be very honest, when I'm doing all this stuff, that okay, you know, what initiatives are we doing? I do feel a little disappointed because I feel like companies are so focused on the marketing aspect. That, okay, what should we do? Should we use that? Should we do an event? They actually forget to implement what they're saying. They're yes. gonna do it. <laughs> yes, so I've actually had experience. You know, one of my previous jobs, a long time back, where I've actually had experience when I'm sitting there and I'm writing newsletters of. How it makes our company diverse. I'm writing this website content about what we're doing for inclusion and belonging, and and all this on stuff on social media. And whereas I look around and I'm like, oh my god, but I'm unhappy here. I want to get this done. So I feel like I mean, spend less time and resources on marketing. That oh my god, our company you know believes in DIB initiatives, but actually take substantial action to promote DIB. I would love that. I think you know companies should really do that. <laughs> And, and Bob, yeah, share, t- uh, typical company. <laughs> you know, and I'll share this um, Deloitte research, and uh, they found that the employees three times are more likely to look forward to coming into work on site if they oh. see like you know DIB connects to them. Um, also, oh. it's nine times more likely people that are treat, believe that they're treated fairly, regardless of their race, are more productive. And five times more likely to want to stay at the company for a long time if they feel like you know they belong there. Oh yeah, so belonging at work is very important. Like you know, it belonging at work, according to Deloitte's research, reduces fifty percent of turnover risk and wow. uh, and decreases seventy five percent of sick days that people don't call out sick. <laughs> and it increases fifty six percent of you know job productivity. So, nice. You know, it's very important because employees also now, you know, they want to be in a culture where they, they feel they belong. You know, it's more diverse and inclusive. So yeah, you know, that's that is really important. Yeah, here's another fact for you: sixty-eight percent of American employers have uh, implemented this DEIB program or a policy in their companies. That's, oh, nice. That's that's really good. Sixty-eight percent is a really, you know, I mean, uh, there's some. Bad ones out there, like we mentioned, but they're growing. So I guess that's really good, you know. But oh, most recently, true. did you know Walmart, Netflix, and Wells Fargo have all faced criticism and backlash uh, oh, wow. for their failed DEIB implementation? Yeah, so oh, wow. that, that's yeah. big. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's really important. Like a lot of like workplace. I'll just go over some of the strategies that workplace um, needs to do to incorporate DEI. Um, the main thing are these employee resource groups. One one of my previous companies were really big on employee resource groups. There was Asian Heritage uh, Employee Resource Group, Women Resource Group, Cyber Technology, um, Black Resource Group, um, and so, which was really important because it kind of you know gave communities a way to connect. You know, share mm-hmm. any issues, any concerns, be noticed. So I think this is a really good idea that I think more organizations should create employee resource groups. Um, also, I think definitely work on uh, women benefits because I think a lot of women are quitting the workplace because they feel like you know they don't belong, they don't get promoted, they don't have yeah. to keep working. Um, you know, simple maternity. And they get black backlash for being a mom. Yeah. yeah. So who wants that? Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot. Yeah, of I quit. Are, I, I quit that place. Yeah, I all quit many stuff. times because of that. Sadly, as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think definitely companies need to when they talk about DEI strategies, they need to keep their women working moms in mind when they're creating these strategies in order yeah. for companies to be successful. Um, they need to be flexible. You know, they they can't just have. A mom who just gave birth and expect her to be uh, working like the next day, like that's just not fair. 
as opposed to you know other females or even males who just come to work have nothing no surgeries nothing you know going on and have the same expectations like it just doesn't work that way so they have to have a lot of flexibilities and understanding of their personal what's going on in their personal lives oh yeah yeah great point yeah no and i think also you mentioned something about those examples of companies that have um failed in the die dei efforts so i think that's a really good point because you know as i was mentioning earlier they you know companies will put these major statements of what they're doing on their websites and social mm-hmm. media and newsletter yeah. but there should be some way of uh, measuring you know how the dei yes. efforts are doing are they yeah. really successful uh, what do the employees want i think that is very important the employee yeah. thoughts and uh, there should be open communication you know is it working yeah. what's working well what's not working well yeah. so i think I, that is really important i think you know even in hiring i feel like you know i feel like sometimes when we interview for jobs i think hr also needs to have a bit of an open mind and open communication i feel many times oh they they should be the first ones yes. they the yeah. the my former employer um mm-hmm. when they implemented it, they uh, hr was one of the main groups part of this program because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are bringing in people like mm-hmm. they are the first step of other when they're hiring they're, they're looking at the you know who's on the other end that are coming into or they want to come into this building so they should be number one in their in the hiring you know in their organization mm-hmm. as someone who's validating all these folks coming in yeah but i think i mean of course you know there are a lot of companies that has you know great hr and they've been trained to you know incorporate dib but i also feel like at least previously what i faced is in hr they do pick out candidates um you know and and are unfair about it like you know if it's a guy uh who can probably travel then probably a new mom hr will say ah oh, you know let's forward this resume ahead to the hiring manager of this guy rather than this woman who just had a baby you know or you know somebody who's returning to work after being a stay at home mom they will be like ah oh, you know what? she's been out of the workforce taking care of her children so she's been punished that you know like all the she may even have done masters but because she took you know five years off to take care of her kids they could be like no nah, it's okay even though she may have experience and a degree but you know she was home raising kids ah, we rather have this guy who's been you know has you know has been in the workplace so i think somewhere i think hr still needs to do much more in their hiring recruiting efforts which yeah. i think they are not you know they could do they, more yeah the one thing that they implemented at some of the organizations that i was at was um having certain percentages in like they've given hr hey you need like we need 10% minority incoming minorities like do whatever you need to but, like we need certain percentages of females certain percentages of minority across all these regions mm-hmm. and so forth so they've given them certain percentages to work with you see so you okay yeah so that's some effort in hey you can't disqualify all of these you know stuff that you mentioned like a mom you can't just disqualify because she's a mom or a female or minority or whatever it is so that's a start i think that's that's a good start because it yeah, no, it just gives I, them yeah. something to work with oh yeah yeah i think i think that's a great point that's a really good point because i think you right hr is the first you know yeah. so need to embrace the idea there so Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, uh, I'll just add this point. I think it's not just even companies. So my school where my kids go, um, I received this interesting email last year saying 
that we are going to start this DEIB committee, which is going to include a mix of parents, alumni, uh, faculty, even students. And we want to make sure that our school is diverse and that the students feel like they belong there, they include there, are included. And I thought that was such a great initiative. That's, you know, why? That is a great, great initiative because kids have all sorts of issues in yeah. bullying and cyberbullying and all kinds of stuff. And they need a safe place to they feel like belong. So that's why I, I applaud for that, them. Yeah, for yes, it. I was very mm-hmm. impressed and I was like, oh my God, this is really amazing. And I attended a couple of meetings and I was, you know, I think this was really amazing because I never thought about it in that sense that you, know, you always think the workplace requires the DID initiatives. But when I sat down in the meeting in school, I was like, oh my God, yes. What about the minority groups that, you know, in school, you know, yes. what about, you know, do they feel like they are accepted, they're included? Uh, what about again same how many girls versus boys are the same opportunities for boys and girls for STEM and you know yeah. robotic classes or sports you know is that sports, equal yeah. you know or what about even you know celebrating their heritage religious months uh, yeah. you know or the cultural events are is everybody you know all their religions and all their events respected um, even interestingly one point that you came up which I thought was very interesting was the academics um subjects and uh, articles you know if they're teaching for example history should it just be u.s history in schools or should they even teach like world history or is that too soon like college should they have more languages so i just thought it was kind of interesting you know and maybe you know i thought you know it was really interesting that even the schools were i've started thinking about you know having these committee initiatives um to make sure that you know the kids feel like they are included and they belong and there's diversity in school yeah, and I think it right now safety is like number one priority. Number so one feel priority. Like yes. they're, yeah, like if they feel safe and belong, they're in a good place because you know there's so much happening right now. So oh yeah, yeah, the school shootings and stuff. So yeah, this is a really really good effort. I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, yep. So this is great. Well, my conclusion is that I think it is great that you know from my. Uh, from the last 10, 12 years when, you know, we were pretty, you know, in the in the job workforce, I think we've come a long way that now companies have this, you know, something called EIB initiative. I think it's a great step. Uh, you know, a lot of companies are taking initiatives in school. But my personal note, you know, just to end this conversation is that we still have a long way to go. I feel we still have oh, a long way to go. And I think Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's time to have clear actions and strategies rather than just talk about it so yeah I'm hoping that by the time no, I, I agree with in the you. workplace it will be a way better workplace <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's sad to see that you know 10 years later it's still not there like you we're still facing this kind of stuff you know as females moms minorities and let's hope there are children um, by the time they enter the workforce that this stuff is mainly eliminated and that they feel belonged and safe and included so um you know all the stuff that we need to do let's make it happen for them that happen for us so yeah <laughs> i think that's 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 what do we say great hope for the future for our kids yes and i really hope it happens soon that'll be wonderful and that they don't need to face all that stuff in the workplace that we have faced so i really hope you know that there are some positive substantial changes Yep, I agree. Great. Thank you so much, Smita, for joining me tonight. It's like 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
So I, know. I guess we're really passionate about this podcast. So you know, <laughs> so we're staying awake and recording this. I hope our Thai Thai audience that you enjoy find this. It, yeah, find it I useful would, and uh, yeah, make a yeah, change. Yes, yeah, yeah. and don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> All right, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.